Welcome everybody. We are live. We are live. My name is Jason Aponte. I am Andrew Pasquini. We're working. That's it. We're working over here. That's it. Let's go Niners. Let's go Niners. Sprint ride option. Oh man, it's a new episode of the Sprint Ride Option Podcast. I am Andrew Pasquini, not very tan. Jason Aponte to my right, very tanned. Uh, Jason, you went to the game yesterday. Uh, did, did you have fun? How are you doing? How was your weekend? How's life? Where are you from? All the all the things Drake says at the start of that song. Yeah, uh, I mean, I would have had a lot more fun if I could see um you know uh, you know just getting like blinded by sun and now i have this reddish hue uh the the type like a something like a tomato um yeah well worth it though 49 is 2 and 0 just like we drew it up uh, (laughs) after the second week so that's it pretty much and also and also philadelphia eagles fans you're not as mean as you guys try to portray okay (laughs) all right just letting you know I don't think any fan base is as mean as they portray. I, I really think that's what it is. I know Eagle fans get the bad rap because they're Philadelphia, very aggressive. But I mean, you can see how soft they are. Have you ever watched Silver Linings Playbook? They're pretty soft in that movie. It's a great movie. It. Oh, it's a good movie. It's it's another. I mean, if we really just want to talk about movies based on the Philadelphia, oh, I like the bubbles for the comments too. I didn't know it did it for the comments. Very We're nice working. to meet you as well, too. What a uh, what a what a, see. That's the one thing I'll say, right? Yeah. That's the that's the part that I had a lot of fun at. You know, we did the events, got to talk with people, talk to people at the game, at the tailgate, everything as well, too. Just shout out to everybody who showed love uh, over the weekend to to you know our podcast and and you know and it, it was it was awesome, man. I, I had I had a lot of fun. I, I'm just joking. I'm just burned and I'm just being old man right now because once this is done, I am literally just gonna walk right over to my bed and just lay down. But Yes, uh, a lot of people showed a lot of love. Said so many nice things. Um, I got to meet Sin, um, oh. and so many and so many other people who actually are like day ones of this podcast. And uh, I had so much fun, man. I- I'm so jealous you got to meet Sin out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, bucket list person to meet for me because uh, she's been here for day- since day one. And I'm hoping, you know, I, I know. I know I'll be out there in Santa Clara. You're going to be out there in Santa Clara this week. I hope maybe on Saturday we, you know, be cool to see some people. You know, just just yeah. fun, fun, uh, 49er Twitter people and all that fun stuff. Jason, yep. we are here to talk about the 49ers' victory uh, yesterday against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Seventeen to eleven was the final score. The uh, scoring started off with uh, a Jake Elliott 45-yard field goal, three nothing. Uh, Juwan Jennings had his first career touchdown pass, which f- fun fun story about that is he lost the ball. George Kittle being the amazing man he is, got it for him. Uh, that was a 12-play, 97-yard drive that the Niners needed at that point uh, to go up 17-3. to Jimmy Garoppolo then with one of his four quarterback sneaks to get into the end zone yesterday, uh, making it 14-3. to That was, I guess, technically the game-winning touchdown. Uh, Robbie Gold hit a 46-yard field goal to make it 17-3. to uh, I probably would have gone for it on that fourth down, but, you know, it is what it is. We'll talk about that later. Uh, the Eagles tried at the very end of the game. Uh, I feel like they misused their timeouts, and that, that could be something we also talk about. Uh, Jalen Hurts gets a one-yard run, uh, you know, pretty much in garbage time, 17-11. to 11. They chose to kick the ball to the Niners, and the Niners never gave the ball away, and that's how we got to our final score. Uh, I think there's a lot of places we can start. Uh, the Packers just scored a touchdown at seven to six in Green Bay. If you're watching us instead of the game, thank you. Um, but I think the easiest 
place to start would be the quarterback position. Uh, And I I don't want to spend too much time on it because it was touched on quite a bit yesterday at length. People are still talking about it. There's Twitter spaces going on, all that fun stuff where people are panicking about the quarterback position. Um, And, and I don't think it's, it's far-fetched to say Jason that, that if we put it on, you know, the scales of one to five, where they have the survey where one is bad, two is below average, three is average, four is above average and five is great. I would probably put Jimmy Garoppolo's performance at a two yesterday, below average. I don't think he was bad. Um, his stat line, if, if you just look at the stat line of this game yesterday, it, it it looks like he had a fine enough game, 22 for 30, 189 yards, a touchdown. Um, but he, he was really below average, in my opinion. He missed a lot of open throws yesterday. Uh, but good good with the bad, he, he came up with some big drives and big plays when they needed it. Uh, so, so what, what's your thought? We're not going to spend too much time on the quarterback because that's what people want us to do. And you can see a million other opinions on that elsewhere. Cause I think there's a lot of good things to talk about, but we'll start with the quarterback, Jason. What was your thoughts on, on Garoppolo and, and the offense as a whole yesterday? Yeah. It started slowly, um, overthrew some guys uh, a little bit too high. One of them, which I watched back, there was an underneath, um, linebacker, an underneath defender and someone over the top, which yes, it's not an easy throw, but it's still a throw that a quarterback in the NFL should make. So yeah, in the beginning started slowly as well too. The running game didn't really get going. So these are, these are always the, the, the people who always want to be on the other side of the Jimmy Garoppolo thing. They point to games like this and, and, and the people on the side of Jimmy Garoppolo points to games like this. And I'll explain on the other side of it is, Hey, what happens if the run game's not clicking? You need to do. You need to be able to lift up, and and you need to be able to to pass the ball because it's not going to be working like that every single mm-hmm. game, right? But then on the other side, right? Oh well, look, all he did was win. He found a way to win the game. So it's like on both sides, it's like you can cherry pick whatever it is that you want for whatever narrative. At this point, yeah. he was not sharp in the beginning of that game, and he got better. That's great, you know. And 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 that's usually how it goes with Garoppolo, where it's either slow or something bad happens, and then he performs from there. But at the same time. On his win, I'm not going to spend too much time on it because the the point that we were trying to make about you know Jimmy Garoppolo and the quarterback situation was that this was kind of a soft landing for either quarterback, whether that's Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo. Right now, we're going to see, especially coming off the heels of this game right now, the, the I believe the game is tied right now. Um, we're going to see going into the next game where his quarterback position really is, where this offense really is, because it still seems like it's working through some things. Um, again. Uh, not much more needs to be said. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. objectively, there were men. But so at the same time, Jimmy Garoppolo made a wow throw, a, a, a straight up wow throw, and the end zone angle was incredible. It was it was Debo running to the middle of the field in between two people, anticipatory throw. He had to let it go, and it got right in between both defenders. Debo was able to catch that at the end of the half and get them points. Without that, they probably won't, they probably wouldn't have scored that touchdown right there. I mean, not even probably. They wouldn't have scored that touchdown. So their offense would have been worse off without that. So it's just it's one of those things with Jimmy Garoppolo where some throws where you're like, man, why did you miss that? And then he'll make one of those throws, and you're just like, look at that. Like, And it, it's just the, the, the Jimmy Garoppolo experience we've kind of come to learn and know. Yeah, he, he had a couple oh-no-no throws. Uh, none were intercepted, which I, th- I think <laughs> – I'm reading the PFF article, and I think he, they said uh, two turnover-worthy plays. I think that's a more technical term than oh-no-no throws. I'm going to continue using my lingo because I like it, uh, and it's yeah. more fun to say. Uh, he definitely had a couple of those, but I think, I think at the end of the day, I think what we need to focus on is 
the Niners won. And I, I'm not saying quarterback wins is a thing. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, but but at the end of the day, I think we need to focus. The 49ers won, and Jimmy Garoppolo had no turnovers. Like, like that's that's what it is. Like I, I know a lot of people are clamoring for Trey Lance to take the reins and all that stuff. But in my opinion, if we are talking about Trey Lance starting, and, and that, that'll be another point we talk about here in a second, Trey Lance yesterday because he didn't play. I guess that's all we need to say. Um, you need to take a survey every week. Did Jimmy Garoppolo do anything? to cost himself the starting quarterback job at the San Francisco 49ers. Week one, I think it's safe to say we checked that box no. Yesterday, no, he didn't do anything to, to lose lose the starting job. I think it would take a it would take a Zach Wilson effort from Jimmy Garoppolo to lose the starting job. And I think people need to focus on that because I, I understand I get I get the excitement on Trey Lance. I understand it, but this isn't Madden. This isn't what it is where it's, it's as simple as just pressing X on the depth chart and flipping names. There has to be a reason to take Garoppolo out of a game, and he didn't do it yesterday. Yeah, the start was slow. I get it. They went three and out on their first three drives. Uh, they get the blocked field goal, Javon Kinlaw, which, by the way, I'm so happy he's back. Uh, they then go on an 11-play drive that ended in a punt disappointing. The Eagles turn the ball over on downs, which is, you know, that that's another part we can talk about. Uh, and then Jimmy Garoppolo gets them on a 12-play, 97-yard drive to get in the end zone right before the half, and that's where the play you're talking about happened, the throw to uh, Debo Samuel, which probably his best throw of the game. So was he great? No, but did he do anything to cost the 49ers the game yesterday? Absolutely not. And so I, I think yesterday he's sitting in that below average to average area, and it is what it is. The quarterbacks are going to have games like that. It, it happens. We saw it last week with Aaron Rodgers, for God's sake. Aaron Rodgers didn't have a good game. And obviously, I'm not comparing Aaron Rodgers to Jimmy Garoppolo. Please don't say I'm doing that. But it happens. It is what it is. I think that's all we need to say about the quarterback position. I, I think that's all that needs to be said, unless you had any last-second thoughts. Nope. Um, the leading receiving yards wide receiver in the NFL resides in Santa Clara. Shout-out to Debo Samuel. He's mm -hmm. been the best player uh on this offense uh this entire year so yeah no and I, that, that was actually the next person i wanted to talk about six receptions 93 yards uh pretty good for a running back from what twitter told me uh he which he isn't we're, we're seeing him play receiver more it's 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 weird because we talk about you know because because there was a run play with with uh with debo on a third and eight talking about his trust in garoppolo but at the same time i feel like they're they're going a little more like they're not going vertical, but they're going a little more vertical with the pass game. They're, they're giving Garoppolo more chances to throw downfield. Uh, and, and Debo is definitely the beneficiary of that. He, he has been the 49ers best offensive player this season. And, and I don't think it's particularly close at this point. He he's been very good. And I mean, we got to see a little bit of what we like with Debo with what we like with Garoppolo on that play, because Garoppolo gets the ball into his hands about what 15 yards downfield. And then Debo in the open field, that's where we know and love him, where he's really earned his name with 49er fans, his ability to run with the ball and his his ability. I know it was an open field, but he navigated down, got, I think it was, what, 25 more yards. It was a 40-yard reception, and, and that really felt like it changed the game. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean, right? So, uh, again, you take that play away, and the 49ers offense largely was in, is ineffective. And that kind of changes everything after that. And that's what I mean about how impactful he's been. And, again, the, the Jimmy Garoppolo experience 
what was that throw? Oh, look at that throw. And it's just, it's, 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 I, I don't know if I've ever encountered a quarterback, not 49ers anywhere, pretty much, that is so up and down it, within the same game. Like, we're not even talking mm-hmm. about one to two game swings. Like, we're talking about literally one drive to the next. And mm-hmm. it, it's, you know, um, there were some other throws that were missed too, but we don't have to keep talking about that. Like, you know, on screen passes and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, Debo Samuel is a dog. And right now he is. He is just like he's on a mission right now, and he's just he's just been whipping everybody who's been in front of him. It doesn't even matter uh, who the corner is. Yeah, and and as I said earlier too, uh, if we're just talking receivers right now, Jawan Jennings his first career touchdown reception. Um, another issue people have in this game too is the use of George Kittle. He had eight targets or not eight targets. He had four targets for four receptions, uh, seventeen yards. It was the his lowest percentage of uh, targets in a game since 2018 for him. Um, you know, I, to me, I don't think that's too big of a concern. It's it's like anything else. There's going to be games where it just doesn't happen. Um, and I, I really think, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe the plan is, is to get Debo more involved with the offense, which is why they are going to him. I think this is his second game in a row where he le- led the team in targets. I, I believe he led the team in targets last week, if I'm misremembering. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I don't know. Like it's, I feel like you're not going to be able to get a great game from both. Uh, I'm not too concerned about George Kittle. Uh, he's he's going to have games where he's not used as much. I, I I do think they're they're reserve. I still think they're reserving some things for this next stretch of games. I don't think they want to put too much wear and tear. And I also know he had some cramps yesterday as well. Um, so I, I don't really know where I'm going with that. That's just kind of the other thing that stood out at the receiver uh, aspect of the game. Mm-hmm. What was uh, the lack of Kittle, and also uh, I guess another conversation about Brandon Ayuk? Yes. Well, with uh, the Kittle thing, I think it was two things. I think that the Eagles got torched by him last last year, and they were not going to let that happen again. And also, when the run game is struggling, what they tend to do is they make Kittle block some more to try and open up those those you know those lanes to get the running game going. So I don't really think that it was anything more than the Eagles taking taking him out of the game. And here's your best example: watch the Juwan Jennings touchdown again. Watch where he's lined up next to George Kittle. Watch George Kittle run to the middle of the field and watch every single Philadelphia Eagle run to George Kittle, leaving Juwan Jennings wide open for the touchdown. It was a big, big thing where they were going to take him away. And also they wanted to use him to beef up that run game because it wasn't as effective as they would have liked it to be because basically George Kittle doubles as a lineman. We know that. I'm not worried about George Kittle. The only thing that I'll say is his targets are coming straight off of blocks, literally block turn like toss the guy turn and catch the ball right like I would like to see George Kittle down the field a little bit more working on those linebackers but again the Eagles did everything they could to wipe him out again if George Kittle's not on the field Juwan Jennings doesn't have his first touchdown ever and it was the easiest throw that Jimmy Garoppolo is ever going to have to make so those are the things that people have to consider when they start to talk about well Kittle's a ghost no do you know the game plan do you know what they were trying to do do you know like so I don't know about all that and you're right about that uh Green Bay Arizona, Seattle. You need to score points in all three of these games. You cannot mess around. You're not going to score 18 points and beat either any of these teams. None of them. So I hope you do have something in the bag, and I hope that there is something for for everybody. In terms of Brandon Ayuk, this is head scratching. I really, I mean, I don't care what's being said. What's happening on the field right now is a little bit different. Let me explain. So Brandon Ayuk snap share. It looks good, or his snap count. It looks good. He's on the field when they're running. They're running the ball though. That's not him running routes. That's not route participation. That's not routes run. Um, he had one target uh, where Jimmy Garoppolo tossed it over his head again, way too high. 
Um, and then he caught uh, the second one, which was an amazing play. Literally, like that, like it was a great catch. So it's still there. I don't know what's going on. I really don't. And I'm I'm tired of speculating because is he in a doghouse? Is it the injury? Look, what's going on right now is he's just not involved in the game plan. Seems to be Debo Samuel. Seems to be uh, you know, Trent Sherfield didn't really get involved either, but I don't know what's going on with Ayuk right now. Um, for me, he doesn't look like he's hampered by anything. He returned punts. Um, he was on the field a ton, but he just wasn't on the field running routes. And that's the part that I need to I need I guess I need to think about a little bit more before I can expand on that. Well, good thing this isn't the last episode of the Sprint Right Option podcast. We'll have time to think about it and get thoughts on it. Um, I know the run game wasn't super effective, obviously. Um, it, it is what it is. I, I do think a lot of it had to do with Philadelphia's defensive line. I, I, I We talked about it last week with how good that interior D-line is. Uh, it really felt like the game changed when um, Brandon Graham went out. I, I, think there, I think there was a couple of turning moments um, I, I think when Brandon Graham went out and honestly, to me, uh, when it was three, my first thought of the Niners are going to win this game was when the Niners were down three zero and the Eagles ran a good timing for this comment up, uh, from Philly. Philly is when the Eagles ran Philly, Philly, something about that play made me feel the Niners are going to win this game. I don't know what it was. I think it was just maybe the, 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 the uh, 91 yard reception that led to zero points, which is, a weird sentence to say. I don't think that was a sentence I was ever expecting to say in my life. A 91-yard play in a drive led to zero points. Uh, and the Niners turned around and 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 they went down the score right at the uh, started or right at the end of the first half. And I, I really think that's where the game the game changed for the Niners. Yeah. Credit to Kwaski Tart. Kwaski oh, Tart saved the touchdown. God, yes. And I mean and and again, guys, Tart and Ward in this game, mm-hmm. both of them. Are you, do you guys get it? Can you get off their backs? Do you understand that he doesn't make that tackle? They score points. Who knows what happens? Jimmy Ward, they tied him downfield. He knocks it down. It wasn't even close. Same thing with Tart. I don't want to hear about the interception thing. That's a game-saving play. That might as well have been a turnover because Kwaski stopped him. Because Kwaski was able to stop him at the goal line on that deep pass. They had amazing games. The Both of them were both flying around. So I want everybody, when you say, oh, no turnovers, guess what? Him stopping that touchdown, that's a turnover. And it happens four plays later. But it doesn't happen if Kwaski doesn't run him down. Come on. Yeah, I mean, th- that play as a whole, too, because that that was likely Diamador Lenore's worst NFL rep. And it, it to me, it had nothing to do with him getting beat. He just kind of got tripped up. He tripped over his own feet trying to keep up. It happens. Um, but, yeah, Jaquaski Tart, that's a game-saving play because if – if they go down and they score a touchdown on that play, it's it's ten nothing. The offense hasn't looked good, uh, and now there is a a uh, you know deflating ninety what would have been ninety seven yard touchdown pass. Um, which by the way, Nick Sirianni, I I it's kind of give or take. I liked what he tried to do that game um, because all week we were talking about the Niners secondary. The Niners secondary, it's hurt. Uh, Diamador Lenore is a rookie in his second game. Josh Norman's getting his first start in a very long time. So what did he try and do? He tried to beat the Niners over the top. I, I feel like I tried to pull up uh, the next-gen stats throw chart. They took a lot of shots downfield, and the Niners only got beat by one of them, I believe. Like, mm-hmm. like, and, and that was the 91-yard play, and it turned into no points. The Niners secondary held. I know I know. Josh Norman had two pass interferences. Mm, they're questionable. 
That's what I was going to say. They weren't like bad pass interferences. I feel like it was more jostling for the ball, things like that. I thought Josh Norman had a fine game. I thought Diamador Lenore had a very good game. Jimmy Ward and Jaquaski Tart, like, come on. Like, like when are we, we going to talk about them as one of the top, if not the top safety duos in the NFL? I don't know when they'll get that respect, if maybe it's when they force turnovers and, and those turnovers get on paper. Because, Jason, you're absolutely right. You can you can count the Kwaski tackle on that 91-yard touchdown play or 91-yard reset. I'm so used to saying 91-yard touchdown that I just say it by default. But on the 91-yard play, you can you can pencil that in as a turnover because it saves a touchdown and it led to a turnover. So yeah, I know they don't get the box score turnovers, but what they do, what Jimmy Ward had a touchdown saving tackle twice last week. Twice last week. Those aren't things that show up. They show up as tackles, but they don't show up as touchdown saving tackles in the box score. Jaquaski Tart had a touchdown saving tackle yesterday. It's not going to show up as that. I, just put some respect on Jaquaski Tart and Jimmy Ward. That's, that's, all, that's I want all we need. And if you didn't believe us, listen to Kyle Shanahan at the press conference talk about uh, Tartan Ward. He he was effusive with his praise, and you know how Kyle is. You know that he's not going to be one of those guys that goes out of his way to, to overly praise his guys. But, yes, uh, that was it. You know, so, um, yeah, man, I, I was so happy to, to see him playing well because I know that he felt like he didn't play so well in week one, even though I think he, he you know, did fine. He gave up the touchdown to Hawkinson, but – he really played well in this game, and and the the Eagles receivers really presented a challenge for yes. the 49ers um, secondary, and they rose to it. Josh Norman was great. He used his body. He was physical with Devonta Smith, and uh, we talked about Lenore. Lenore had great awareness to at least nudge um, yes, Jalen Rager out of bounds, too, yeah. to at least nudge him out of bounds just enough um, on a play that would have been assuredly a touchdown. So those are two touchdowns that one was was broken up with with Tart. And the other one was with Lenore um, situationally using the sideline as his best friend. So um, plenty of good things to talk about when it comes to that secondary. That was a nice challenge for them. They've got another challenge coming up, but that was a nice challenge for them because Rager, Devontae Smith, all those guys, they, they've got some guys who can stretch the field a bit. Yeah, and, and the other thing I wanted to talk about on the defensive side of the ball as well is if you look at Jalen Hurts' rushing numbers, 10 carries, 82 yards, one touchdown – um, it doesn't look like it, but it really felt like a lot of those came on the last drive when the Niners were trying to prevent big plays. Mm-hmm. This felt like the Niners' first win against a mobile quarterback. This, and I know this is, I'm not, Jalen Hurts isn't Kyler Murray. Jalen Hurts isn't Russell Wilson, at least yet. He could be one day, you know, if he progresses the way he continues to do. Uh, th- this was the first mobile quarterback test for the 49ers defense and the first mo- mobile quarterback test for D'Amico Ryan's. And I would say they passed. I, I really think they did a really good job with Jalen Hurts. Um, I know they did take a lot of deep shots, um, and, and the Niners secondary beat that quite a bit. But I felt like the Niners defense did a very good job containing uh, Jalen Hurts all game. D'Amico Ryan's did a great job. Mm-hmm. Test one. This is if this is the if this is the precursor to the actual tests that are coming up the next three weeks because at least Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is immobile, but he can make it happen with his legs still. If this is the precursor, then you're already you've already started to lay it in the right direction. Um, Aziz Alsair was great too as well. I, they had a plan for everything. Every time that it seemed like Hertz was trying to step out of the pocket, the the entire defense was with him, and there was no there was never a time where it's one of those plays where Hertz is out of the pocket, no one's in pursuit, no one's uh, he got eyes on him or anything like that. I wouldn't even say it was a spy. They just were very good at what they were uh, at reading their keys, not biting on any of the fakes, and just being in good position to either one, 
limit the damage with his legs and how many yards they can get, or two, force him to make a throw on the run, which is not comfortable for anybody. I don't care how easy Kyler Murray makes it look. And yeah, and I, I'm I'm excited to watch you know the all twenty two on this because the Niners outside of Jalen Hurts because Hurts. They gave him room to run on that final drive. I feel like that's where a lot of it came from. Miles Sanders, 13 carries for 55 yards. Kenneth Gainwell, six carries for 14 yards. I I, I don't have the information in front of me right now, but I don't think it's a surprise that the Niners did better against the run game for two reasons. Javon Kinlaw was in there back in the middle. Um, And watching the, the Lions game again, uh, a lot of the big runs that, that Jamal Williams and uh, DeAndre Swift gashed the Niners for, it was Dre Greenlaw leaving his lane, and that the lane that they ran through was where he was supposed to gap be. Gap discipline. And that's what Fred Warner talked about after the game. Mm-hmm. He talked about that needs to be cleaned up. It's gap discipline. It's not that they can't stop the run. Is that Greenlaw's not reading his keys, and he wasn't, you know, whatever. He's injured at this mm-hmm. point, but he wasn't reading his keys, and he was just piling right in right behind Fred Warner. And there's a, there's a play in particular that I remember from that game that uh, he he runs into the gap with Warner and it opens it up for Jamal Williams. And Warner, who's very, you know, he'll never show up a teammate, anything like that. He was visibly upset mm-hmm. with Drake Greenlaw. Um, so I, I, I don't I don't know where we're going with this, and I'm not trying to talk bad about Drake yeah. Greenlaw, but I think that, you know, the, the narrative that 49er fans have placed on Drake Greenlaw is overhyped. Yes. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, no, and, and where I was going with it was I'm curious to see when we get when we watch the the all 22 is to see once an Eagles line, you know, running back gets past the, the Niners defensive line is to see where the Niners linebackers are, because they, they really didn't give up too many big runs. Uh, the longest run was a Jalen Hurts 27 yard run. That's a mobile quarterback. Things are going to happen uh, to the running backs, though. Uh, the longest run was 10 yards, which like you will live with. And so that, that's kind of the point I was going with, just to kind of see what the linebackers did. Uh, because, yes, Dre Greenlaw, very good at pass coverage. His run defense leaves a little bit to be desired. Obviously, he's going to be missed uh, with, with his core injury. Uh, I'm interested to see how Aziz Alshair did. That, that, that's really where I was going. I, th- I think he's better in the run game, and I, I don't think it's, it's, it's too big of a surprise that the Niners defense did a little bit better against the run with Alshair in the game. Here's a question. Yes. Is Eric Armstead really good? Or do people not understand what's happening with him? Um, he's he's good. <laughs> like I, I just uh, it's obviously it helps. Like like that's the thing is is I I don't think it's unfair to to criticize his twenty twenty. I think it slightly is though because he didn't have D Ford. He didn't have Nick Bosa, and I, and I understand that we're the Niners are paying him. What they're paying him is what it is. I'm not too worried about player salaries. Um, but man, once he gets that help, you see that impact he makes because he is good enough. He is good enough to to get past guys. And and I I was ready to pull up the stat. He had a twenty seven point three percent win rate yesterday. That that's that's a quarter of his his snaps. Is that good? Won. That's very good. That's okay. very good. And and. I'm not going to say what I want to say next because people watch this podcast and people listen to it, but just watch the games, man. And, and you'll see how good players are. If you just kind of, and it, it's not even just an Eric Armstead thing. It's a Jimmy Garoppolo thing. You just watch the games and, and, and forget your narratives when you watch the games, because Eric Armstead's very damn good. And I think it's time for, for people to recognize it, man. It, it's time, just like the safeties. It, it's time to recognize how good they are. It's time to recognize how good Eric Armstead is. He's a very good defensive lineman, and and he's now had back to back good games. I don't have the pressure numbers in front of me, 
15 and two games. 15 and two games. There you go. So he, he's good. He's very good. And I think it's time for people to recognize it. I don't think there's uh, outside of the secondary depth. There is no hole on this defense, in my opinion. No. And, uh, you know, Zach Kerr was inactive. Morehurst uh, was tweeting today about him coming back. So the defensive line will work. You know, Nick Bosa was great again. I, I, Nick Bosa is on pace for 25 and a half sacks. But, hey, who's counting? Um, you know, so obviously that's great. Um, yeah, the defense came to play. Uh, they had a great plan. They were very disciplined. They cleaned up a lot of the things that they did wrong in week one. Those are all positives that you should take from this, especially when you talk about a rookie cornerback starting his second game and how well he did. Aside from that, you know, I don't I hate when I, I don't hate it, but like the oh, take away the 91 yard. Nah, you can't, though. You can't take that away. Like, you know, yeah, you can't. So but I mean, I get the sentiment with that. Right. Do I, I definitely do, because if you do take that away, then he gave up literally nothing. So um Unfortunately, you can't because that definitely happened. So, you know, so you, maybe you want to say aside from this 91 mm-hmm. after that, he was just pretty much good. But you can't take it away. Like, you just can't like get rid of it because it did happen. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lots of points to that was great here. The defense played very well. And if this is any sort of indication of where they're going to be going when it terms to, in terms of stopping mobile quarterbacks, then this right here is a good step uh, in the right direction when it comes to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the the. <sighs> I, I liked what Ryan's did. I feel like he had a lot of different blitz ideas too. I, I feel like maybe that, as I said, we are, we as 49er fans, Jason, we, we get to see Kyler Murray twice a year and, and Russell Wilson twice a year. So, so we're, we're a little, I'm going to use spoiled because that, that's not the right word here, but we're spoiled with the mobile quarterbacks we get to see. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and Jalen hurts is not that yet, but, uh, in, in my mind, I am hoping that what D'Amico Ryans did yesterday with, with his blitz packages, with what he did, and, and these are things that I'm probably, you know, we're going to have to watch the tape on to see exactly what worked and what went well. I am hoping that if it works on Jalen Hurts, it can at least contain Russell Wilson and contain Kyler Murray a little better because those are names that we're going to talk about in a couple of weeks. And so, so yes, this was like, I guess the best way to say it is this was the pre-SAT for D'Amico Ryans in terms of what he can do against the NFC West. It's it's not it's not the big test, but it's 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 the it's the first one. It's the one that you got to pass to kind of get an idea of what you're going to do on the main test. And to me he he passed the pre-test. I can't get that that's the best way. I don't know if that's the best way to word it, but it is what it is, right? And I, right. I think he did very very good and and I know people were a little concerned about the defense last week just because of that last two minutes. I heard people say oh, last week, this isn't a defensive team anymore. They need to run with the offense. The offense is going to have to win them games. The defense just won a game yesterday for the 49ers. That's not going to change. The Niners defense didn't magically get bad over a season when they get Nick Bosa and they get D Ford back. They're, they're right. just they're, That's not going to be a bad defense. They're going to be a good defense. And to see what D'Amico Ryan has been able to do in two weeks, I'm excited. I'm ready to see yeah. what it can be against three very good offenses in the next three weeks. I'm very excited to see what D'Amico Ryans can do. Yeah, and 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 talking a little bit more about your point about the blitzes, I saw a tart blitz. I saw um, a bunch from the safeties. Um, you know, that he was very, very much disguising things and sending guys from different ways. This is kind of what we thought was going to happen. And mm-hmm. in a game that he actually had to use the, these things, right, he didn't really have to necessarily use them in week one because you're not really trying to contain anybody in the pocket or you were getting pressure, which was sufficient enough with just your, your front four and maybe another. But D'Amico had a great plan. And like you said, pre-test, passed. 
the the big test is is coming up so it's like uh it's like uh what is it the what's the hardest thing um in, when you're getting your driver's license is it the is it the written test or is it actually driving yeah yeah so you know in in that kind of way that probably is the best way i could put it uh in terms of uh what the analogy is i don't even know if that really landed but hey whatever no i know it landed with me i understood what you were saying and i think that's all that we, i mean we just pretty much have a conversation with each other for this podcast it's not really about the comments or anything um right. yeah and i i can think of two examples off the top of my head of jaquaski tart blitzing as the safety which like we rarely saw with robert sala and that's okay that's just what his defense is uh but it was it was really fun and really it, it's just different to see what he can do and i i think his aggressiveness is going to help against those mobile quarterbacks and, and it worked this one um jason plug your ears for two seconds i'm going to say a nice thing about special teams That's fine. uh mitch wasnowski he had i think three punts within the 15 yard line one that landed at the three which i guess got you know got canceled out by the 91 yard touchdown or the the 91 yard reception uh but but he he had a few very solid punts the field position game was pretty important yesterday uh just because of the defensive struggle uh, that's all I'm going to say about punters because we know how Jason feels about punters. I just felt it's like fine. It was- I, look, all right, look, I'm, I, again, it has nothing to do with him. He had a great game. It's just, again, I don't care that it was, yeah, it's just a fourth round pick, but he did, he did very well. And trust me, Twitter does a great job of letting me know whenever Mitch Rusnowski actually makes a, uh, you know, has a good punt. Trust me. I know the only, oh, yeah. the, the only thing that got cooked worse than my face was my Twitter, uh, was my Twitter account. That's it. Oh, hey, it's okay. I got lucky the Niners played at 10 yesterday because I would have gotten a bunch of tweets about a certain quarterback in New Orleans performance yesterday. But too many people were watching the 49ers that really let me know what was going on, so I don't need to talk about that. Um, do we have any any final, final thoughts before we dive into three stars and kind of, you know, start start talking about that t- kind of stuff? Offensive line. Oh, I, meant, I started it, and then I segued. The offensive line was very good yesterday, Jason. Talk about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, Alex Mack, all of these guys. Brunskill kind of struggled a little bit in the beginning, but uh, when you look at the numbers and how many pressures they gave up, I understand that Brandon Graham left this game, but this offensive line has been great. Trent Williams is still throwing people out of the club. Did you see him throw Steven Nelson into the sideline on his own bench? It's almost like he walked him over there. Um and uh, yeah, everybody see it. McGlinchey. Put some respect on Mike McGlinchey's name. Mm-hmm. You never hear his name called. See, this is what's funny, right? The the apology needs to be as loud as the disrespect. So if you want to call him out for missing pass block reps, go for it. But when he has a good game, make sure that you go on there and you say, man, Mike McGlinchey had a good game today. Otherwise, it looks personal. Mike mm-hmm. McGlinchey was great. He was fine. This entire offensive line was great. This offensive line has been great for the first two weeks. Next week, they don't have the the challenge, uh, the, 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 the stiffer challenge because – um, Zadarius Smith is not playing in this game. Um, they're missing some guys. So, uh, but this offensive line with Alex Mack, it it's getting it's getting the job done. And I think that uh, Alex Mack has been a godsend when it comes to that because of all the protection calls and, and how they've been looking. Yeah, Trent Williams allowed one pressure in 33 pass blocking attempts. Lakin Tomlinson allowed one pressure, which was a hit in 33 pass blocking attempts. The, the offensive line has been very very good. Uh, Proven. <laughs> We we appreciate the donation. Uh, we we appreciate and definitely that. block East Bay Chris definitely for sure. Block definitely East Bay Chris, hundred percent. Jason, get that aloe because uh, you're 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 just you're looking very bright. You're you're if you had a Niners jersey on, it would match. Like, that's I was wearing thing. a red shirt. Yeah, and I mean after so everybody you know when when the forty because the forty ers took over the stadium by the way, and yes. the Eagles fans they didn't do a thing. Just letting you know, they didn't do a thing. Um, they uh people were walking up to me man are you lit or are you sunburned i was like yes 
Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Unfortunately, the lit wears out. The sunburn does not. Anymore. I was tired. I was tired. The sun beat me down. If I could do, if I could quote a Simpsons, uh, if I could use a Simpsons reference, there's a scene where uh, Hans Moment comes outside and he's sweating and he's like, "Well, you're certainly doing your job today, Mr. Sun." And he puts the glasses up. And it just burns and it starts burning his shoulders. And he's like, oh, rats. That was me literally sitting there next to Croc. Croc's sitting there yelling at Ewos fans. And I'm sitting there cooking, literally cooking under the sun. It was so uh, good. Dude, Croc, Croc's videos were very funny. Oh, Croc, Croc. Croc had a good Croc, time. Croc had a great time. And he went in there with a plan and he executed it because we, we walked out of there and nothing happened. All right. Well, yeah. No, the, the offensive line was very, very good. Um, yeah, put some... We should just name this podcast, put some respect on Blank's name because Mike McGlinchey also had a very good game again. Um, it, it felt like a very slow start um, for the line. I, I, you know, is what it is, but they definitely improved throughout the game. Um, and I don't know, man, they're, they're just, it's a good unit. There's, it's so weird because there's just not many question marks on this team. It feels like a team that should be running through the Eagles and running through the lines, which they did for 58 minutes of the game. Um, so we'll see this. This is where the season gets. It's almost like all respect to the Eagles, all respect to the Lions. It's it's like in college football when you get to schedule some some lower division teams to kind of see what your team can be. Uh, now this is where the conference schedule starts, right? This is where these are the games that really feel like they matter. The Niners, albeit not convincingly, are two and zero right now. I, I'm not going to say they're the worst two and zero team of all time because they're not. Um, but you know, it's it's definitely it's 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 a slight concern, but it's not. They're two and zero. That's all you can ask for. Uh, Jamal, uh, Jason's going to the home opener. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there, Jamal. So pull up. Uh, you know, sh- shoot me a DM. Let's uh, let's link. Let's have a beer, man. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll be there Saturday. I won't be there for the actual game. Archernoy, I am watching a little bit. Uh, the Lions lead fourteen to seven. Uh, right now, halfway through the second, they put together another pretty good drive. Um, one name I want to say that has nothing to do with the 49ers. I was watching the Seahawks game yesterday and, uh, heard the name Kerry Hyder a lot. made me pretty happy. Uh, Mm -hmm. we're big Kerry Hodder guys here. Um, Jason, before we get to three stars, I hope you have your three stars ready. If not, I'm going to say some words. Uh, do you like playing with balls? No, I'm not talking about footballs. I mean, your balls, our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders and below the waist grooming Want you to shave your pubes with the Tom Brady of ball trimmers, the brand new lawnmower 4.0, only the goat technology for the greatest balls of all time. When you're going towards the end zone, make sure you use the right tools for for the job and choose Manscaped. Two million men worldwide trust them. So join the movement with our exclusive offer by using the code SprintRight at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Uh, the world is starting to open, and the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is here to help you get ready. Inside, you'll find their brand new lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, plus two free gifts: the Performance Boxer Briefs and the Shed Travel Bag. The brand new four lawnmower 4.0 is here to take your defense to the next level. This fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology uh, it also has a 7000 rpm motor a 4000k led spotlight and it's also waterproof uh it the package also comes with the weed whacker to chop your worst weeds up both 
in the top and your nose and ear. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. And after trimming your pubes, show them some love with Manscaped's liquid formulations. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner are the key to feeling victorious and taking home the Super Bowl this year. Uh, remember, get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPRINTRIGHT at manscaped.com. That's 20% with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code SPRINTRIGHT. Take your ball defense to the promised land with Manscaped. Jason, three stars, three stars, three stars. I'll go first. I feel like you went first last week. I'll go first this week. Okay. I'm going to go to Yamador Lenore. And you ready for this? You ready for this language? Aside from the 91-yard reception, he had a very, very good game. I think he had two pass breakups. Um, he 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 had ten targets for I think 111 yards, which means if you if you aside, can't take it away. Aside from the 91-yard uh, reception, that's nine targets for 20 yards, and and that's that's a second-year player. I mean, second year. That's a rookie. That's a second-round pick. So it's it, it's. I like what I'm seeing from him. I know the 91 yard reception existed. He did get tripped up a little bit over his own feet. It happens. Uh, so I also want to throw out shout out to Kwaski Tart for that game saving tackle um, or, or touchdown saving tackle as well. Uh, so yeah, I definitely want to get Diamondor Lenore's name out there for my third star. Absolutely. Great pick. Great pick. Absolutely. I'm going to highlight the offensive line. And and for, for more reasons that we talked about, you know, zero pressures, keeping Jimmy Garoppolo upright. Obviously, everybody needs their quarterback to have a great offensive line. But in particular, Jimmy Garoppolo does need to have protection. Nobody wants pressure in their face. Alex Mack, Lincoln Tomlinson, Brunskill, who picked it up later in the game. Mike McGlinchey, who is actually playing very solidly this year. But yet, you know, it's 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 like it's either nobody says anything about McGlinchey or they just pile on him. They never there's never any praise or anything like that. And if you do praise him, then all of a sudden people want to pull out, you know, the one rep from like last year or something like that. No, like right now, Mike McGlinchey's playing well. And Trent Williams is Trent Williams. Best left tackle in football. Uh, you know, you can debate a wall about it. But um, this offensive line uh, is pushing people around. And uh, if what the Lions are doing right now to the Packers is any indication they can pretty much have their way with 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 the Packers as well too, and uh, maul them up front and uh, get some get some running game going. Depending on who the run, the starting running back will be, unfortunately, because of the the litany of injuries. Beautiful, yeah. The offensive line definitely. Just, just yeah, as I said, Mike McGlinchey. Let's start. Let's start putting some respect on his name. Uh, my second star. I'm going to go Debo. Um, okay. He he's by far been the best offensive player for the 49ers this season. Another six reception, 93 yard game. Uh, he's he's leading the league in reception or receiving yards. Uh, he's he's still looking amazing in the open field, uh, running with the ball, all that fun stuff. Uh, and and I feel like they're really emphasizing him this year. Maybe it's a sign that he's 100% healthy. Maybe, you know, which is good. Very good thing if he is, uh, which which we have no reason to believe he's not. Uh, but but that 40-yard reception, man, the Garoppolo throwing it to him was a very good throw. But but as I said, his ability in open space and, and, and to make that a – turn it from a 15-yard to a to a 40-yard reception that really set up the Niners for that touchdown, um, he, he deserves all the credit, man. He He's, as I said, by far the best player on the offense in the early part of the season. Absolutely. My two-star two is another group. It's the safety group, Ward and Tart Again, Tart makes the play right there, and then you get a turnover. That's just as good as if he pokes the ball out right there, and 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 that happens. Um, I hated that fourth down call. It, it was the worst 
thing I've ever seen. Like, I don't understand why you try to run Philly special no. right there, especially when uh, Jalen Hurts is there and you should be running zone read at least three, four times while you're down there if you're going to be going for it. But, hey, I think Sirianni tried to, try to do something kind of cute for the home opener. He'll learn. He's a new coach. But Joukowsky Tart makes that happen. He knocks away that pass that happens right there at the goal line. And Jimmy Ward, the one time that somebody tried him because they haven't tried him at all, he he was in perfect position. And he he's flying our safety group is a top three safety group uh in the league we'll argue a little bit more if these games start to pile up that they're number one but this safety group uh is my second star yeah no edge rushers in this safety group that's all i have to say Mm. Uh, my number one star i'm gonna go nick bosa uh he you know i i want to go armstead here but you know uh, Bosa had the two sacks, a forced fumble, uh, and, and Nick Bosa did what he did. And, and I think um, part of it is, too, is we talked about the importance of that matchup uh, specifically uh, last week between him and the left tackle name. Uh, I'm forgetting, uh, which I apologize. I'm, I'm really bad at this, guys. Uh, but he Bosa Bosa did what we needed him to do. And I think I think um, part of the the exotic blitz pack packages is, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, now that I think about it, he had a sack on the opposite side of the line. Usually he lines up across from the left tackle. Uh, they moved him to the other side of the line, if I'm remembering correctly. So uh, may- maybe even just D'Amico Ryans is my first star, but I'll, I'll specifically hone in on Bosa. He-, he, had a- he had a Nick Bosa game, and what you say, he's on pace for 25 and a half. Tim Sprinkle's yep. feeling pretty good right now. Tim Sprinkle's feeling very good right now. So yeah, Nick Bosa's my number one star. Absolutely. Number one star for me. Debo Samuel. I, uh, again, and, and, and this was really going to be a good test for him. Darius Slay, Steven Nelson, those are no slouches at corner. And I understand that they played a bit more, uh, a less man. They were playing a bunch of cover, you know, cover two, cover three. Um, but still, at the same time, Debo Samuel's whipping everybody in front of him. He's continuing to do what he's been doing since camp. He's in the best shape of his life, it looks like. He's out here trying to prove a point. Leads the league in receiving yards. Uh, there's not much more that can be said about Debo Samuel. Without him, I don't know how they win this game, especially on offense with the way that it was when it was moving. So yes, Debo Samuel is my number one star. Keep balling, Debo. Um, people need to put more respect on your name as well too. Even if for a little while I thought that maybe he was overblown, it's not even that anymore. Now it's just you can see that now he's evolving into everything, and that's pretty good for a running back, right? A running back, quote unquote running back. Yes, and uh, yeah. I tried to mute my mic. I'm a, I apologize for. You're good. Um, and I believe that's the second week in a row that Jason Aponte gave Debo Samuel the number one star. So he's on a streak. We'll find out next week if he continues it. Uh, Jason, I don't know if we're recording on Friday because I think we might be recording on Saturday. I think that's the plan, right? Are we Are we, Are we? we going to do two episodes? What, what do you want to do? Um, we'll do whatever we want, man. That's we'll it. do it's whatever our- we want. It's Jason's YouTube channel that you should subscribe to. You should turn on notifications for because he goes the hardest working man on 49ers Twitter. You can tell how hard he works by how tan he is. He is grinding. He is working. Uh, subscribe to this YouTube channel. And uh, if you don't watch us on YouTube and you listen to us on the podcast, Subscribe to the podcast, Sprint Right Option on Spotify, on Apple, on wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we really appreciate everybody. I'm happy Jason's getting a chance to to meet some of them. I'm hoping uh, to meet some of you. As I said, I'm boring. I'll be out there on Saturday. Uh, we'll be hanging out. We're definitely going to get pizza because uh, that's the plan we have with Brad and Jordan with maybe some pineapple. Who knows? 
Um, but yeah, no, it, it's going to be an exciting week because uh, it, it's Packers week uh, this week. Uh, I know, I know they're playing right now. Uh, they have the ball at the one yard line. They're trying to score and tie the game. Uh, but but it should be a very fun week. Uh, it's always fun with the Packers coming to town. I believe the Niners are wearing their new uniforms, their 94 throwbacks uh, to open the season. Uh, so, yeah, man, Jason, do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here and I can stop rambling? 49ers fans, I want you to look right here, right here. Your team's 2-0. 2-0. Constructive criticism is one thing. Complaining about every little thing, grow up. Grow up. Come on done uh yes and i I looked you in the eyes because i'm also a 49ers fan uh aaron jones one yard touchdown reception it is lions 14 packers 13 pat pending uh we'll see what happens next week with the 49ers and packers we'll be back on either on either friday or saturday we'll let you know uh jason aponte as always let's go niners two and oh enjoy the win enjoy the win 2-0, 2-0, undefeated, tied with a lot of teams with the best record in football. Your team's in the NFC West and doesn't and has a loss? What? Can't couldn't relate. Be, couldn't be us. Couldn't Peace. be us. Derrick Henry ran all over them, though. That's always fun to do.